Hi guys, welcome to the Second Wife Life podcast. This is Melissa. And I'm Shay. And we are college best friends who are living 3,000 miles away, but we share a very similar story. So join us in our journey as first-time wives, automatic mamas, and navigating through this beautiful life. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, We know in previous episodes, we have discussed a little bit about the boys calling us mom and also using our names. So today, Shay and I wanted to talk a little bit more on that subject of how we became quote unquote mom and um, just what that experience looked like from the boys and from our point of view as well. Yeah, this is this is a fun one. It's definitely not something we ever force the boys to call us. I just want to make that clear from the beginning. It kind of just grew naturally with both E and O, and it was never any any attention on mine or Melissa's for them to call us that ever. We always talked with each other saying if that day came, we would be open to it, but it was never something that we put in their heads. And I think the fact that they do call us that from time to time kind of shows the bond that we've created with them and that they do see us as a mom and their mom, even though they have two moms um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it, it speaks volume that they, they see you in that light, no matter what you are technically to them. Definitely. Um, so Shay, do you want to share your experience the first time you started exploring mom with you? Yeah, mine's a little bit more recent than Melissa's experience was. Um, Mine just happened a couple months ago. We were at a family photo shoot with my in-laws and my uh, brother-in-law, sister-in-law and nephew. And we were doing a big family photo that we haven't really taken since mine and Dave's wedding. So it was fun to to do that. And we were all standing off to the side while my mother-in-law and father-in-law were doing some solo pictures together. And my nephew came up to me and gave me a big hug. It was, we were just standing there hugging each other. And, uh, he comes up and was like, got a little, not, I mean, I guess he was a little jealous, but he was also being playful with it too. And was like, no, that's my mommy. That's my mommy. And it was the first time he's ever really referred to me as that other than stepmom um, bonus mom. And so I kind of just let it happen. I didn't say anything. I was just like, it's okay, bud. Like I got both of you. Come here. We can do a group hug, you know, made it fun for both of them. But then, uh, he kept saying it during the rest of the photo shoot. Anytime we were all together, like, oh, that's my mom, or I want to stand next to my mom or, you know, whenever we would gather in, in the photo shoot, depending on like how we are placed. And I just let it happen. And then we had this mom and son journal that we do together to kind of like help build our bond. And in it, I wrote that I love that he called me that. And by no means am I going to pressure him to keep going, but if he wants to do it, it's totally okay. And ever since then on and off, he calls me mommy or mom or refers to me as mom sometimes with his friends on Fortnite or Roblox when they're playing. And um, yeah, like I said, it's not anything I ever forced. It's not anything that I've ever really considered happening. And, and to be honest with you, I think he's exploring it more. Well, let me backtrack with our dogs. He'll say like, Oh, go find mommy, go find daddy with the dogs. And he's, you know, explored it in that sense, but never actually referred to me or called me mom other than telling like the dogs, 
go to mommy or go find mommy or whatever. But I think he started exploring it more um, with the family photos because we've talked to him a lot about having more kids and bringing siblings into the family. And that's something he's so excited for and he can't wait. And practically every day he asks, when am I going to get a sibling? Because he's quote unquote (laughs) bored being an only child. So, and I think he's, he's made that realization that those kids will call me mom. And maybe that's why he's kind of testing it more and trades off between mom and Shay. Um, But yeah, like I said, in that journal, I told him he can call me whatever he wants when he wants. And I'm open to it. If he's comfortable with it, that's fine. And ever since then, we've kind of been going back and forth. And like I said, I think a lot of it has to do with him having the realization of the siblings and I'll be their mom, but I'm not biologically his mom. And he wants to like, fit in because we always talk to him about being a family and being inclusive and he even helps us pick out names like randomly he'll be like how do you like this name for a baby brother or baby sister so he's I know he's excited and I think that's partly why he's he's testing it more that's so cute though whenever you would text me and be like okay well you just came up with like a list of names for potential children (laughs) I know it always catches me on guard always said he's just putting so much thought into it He really is. And it's super cute. And he's, like I said before, he's so excited. He literally keeps saying, I'm bored of being an only child, which I find hysterical, but um, it's sweet. And like when he first started bringing up those names, I kind of like threw me off guard. I was like, wait, what? Like for a dog? And he's like, no, for a baby brother or a baby sister. And I was like, okay. (laughs) It's so cute when they start like getting excited over those things. It is. It's and it makes me and Dave feel better too, knowing that he's excited and wants to be a big brother, and he isn't like afraid or or scared of anything changing. Because, like I said, we're honest with him, we're upfront with him, and he always keeps asking when it's going to happen. He even told us at one point he wants one by March, and I'm like, well, dude, <laughs> I hate to tell you, but that's not happening. <laughs> Things can't happen that quickly. Like maybe next March would be negotiable, but this March definitely not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think, I think that has a lot to do with, with, with it all. Um, Just because we've been so transparent with him about the family dynamic and, and this and that. And so um, I think that's helped him explore the mom thing a little bit more, especially when we're in a family setting, doing family photos and, um, I think it just made him feel more inclusive for sure. But I know you've had a lot longer experience with O and calling you mom. Yeah. So it actually started shortly after Colby and I started dating. We started dating in July. And as I mentioned before, in December of that year, Colby it was in their agreement that for that Christmas, Colby was going to take O to um, the mainland to spend the holidays with his birth mom. And, you know, they came back. I saw them the next day um, after they landed in Hawaii again. And we were at the beach and O was like running around and super excited to see me. And I asked him, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I heard you had the best time in California. Like, tell me all about it. And he was like, it's good. And I was like, but I heard you went to Disneyland. Like, I love Disneyland. Tell me about it. Like what rides did you go on? <laughs> you know, like I wanted to live this 
Disneyland trip vicariously through him. Like I love Disneyland. And he just kept saying it was good, but he was like latched onto my leg. And I was like, well, I missed you guys, but I'm so glad you guys had so much fun. Like, are you just busy at the beach right now? And you'll tell me about your trip later. Cause with, Oh, you can ask him those questions. You can say like, Hey, do you just not want to talk about it right now? Or we'll talk about it later. And he was like, no, it was just good. And just like left it at that. And I it was like glanced over at Colby and I'm like, all right. And he like unhugs my leg and just stands it there, like staring at me. And he's like, I think I want to call you mom. And I was like, oh, what? Come again? So here it's like the day after he got back from visiting her. And he said that. And I was just like, it catches you off guard yeah what and keep in mind like he's three at the time so for him to vocalize that was just huge and verbalize it just it was it was crazy um but because we had only been dating for a few months and this goes into being responsible and not jumping the gun too early with things I had to say to him look but like I think that's so sweet and I really appreciate that but for right now like I'm Melissa and that name is reserved for your mom and that was hard because you don't want to shut them down but also when they're that young they don't know and that's where you as parents and as adults come in to give those boundaries totally you know? I think too, and, that, and that's really important absolutely and I think too like with him because of the fact that Colby has sole custody. He really only saw you all the, all the time doing the mom things and then going to visit his biological mom and only having a short time with her. He probably in his mind compared, no, she's more of the mom. Yes, she's mom, but she does more of the mom things. And he probably made that realization being there. And that's why he vocalized it, which is huge for a three-year-old. But I think the way you handled it is perfect. I would have handled it that same way especially with them being so young and you guys were still dating it was a new relationship unlike me and Dave where we've been married for two years almost and you know it's it's different dynamic but you never want to push anything too soon especially at such a young age right and we were again only five months into dating and you know Colby and I were both serious about each other but putting that type of name to myself when we had only been together for a such short amount of time, that would be doing a huge disservice to, oh, if I decided that, you know, this is just too much and I can't do it. Or Colby was like, eh, don't like her anymore. Totally. <laughs> happened, you know, you need to keep that in mind. And by me accepting what he was saying at the time would have been, would have done a huge disservice to him if things didn't pan out the way that, that they did. So I needed to set that boundary and, so yeah, it would be a huge disservice to oh if I decided to accept that name that he wanted to give me. And I was super touched, super flattered. I thought that was so sweet. And I so badly wanted to say, okay, like whatever you want to call me, I'm okay with. But at that time and us only being together for barely five months, like I wasn't comfortable with that. Colby wouldn't have been co- and wasn't comfortable with it after we talked about it. Um, So in that moment, I just had to set that boundary, like, hey, bud, like for right now, like this is who I am. And that name is is for your mom. Um, 
because we weren't living together. We were literally only seeing each other Saturday nights and Sundays. And that was it, you know? Um, so for, oh, to even make that recognition between the two of us and wanting to call me mom was like, that was just absolutely wild to me because I wasn't there doing the mom things. I was there having fun on the weekends with the boys. You know, we were like the three adventure buddies. No, totally. Um, and then in 2019, we were on a trip to Kauai and we weren't engaged at this point or anything. Um, but we were at dinner. It was like our second to last night on vacation and out of nowhere, he was like, Melissa, I have to ask you a question. I'm like, all right, what's up? And he, he was like, is it okay if I call you mom? And so at that point, I was like, yes, of course. Like, I want you to call me whatever you are comfortable with. And I didn't think that he'd remember. Um, but he was like, okay, because I remember I, I asked you once before and, and you said no. And so I had to re-explain, well, yeah, but like, you didn't know me at that time. And I wanted to make sure that I was going to live up to that name of being your mom before I took on the name. And he was like, oh, I see. But because you and dad have been together for three years by now, and I mean, you're probably going to get married, we live together. Like, now, like you are my mom because you do take care of me. You do the mom things. And it was like, correct. But the time before we barely knew each other and I wasn't doing those things. And I didn't know if I would be doing those things. And so I think like that made the distinction for him. And from that point on, again, it's been hit or miss. Like he introduces me to his like friends, teachers, any adult, he refers to me as mom, but still when it's one-on-one, -on -one, it's back and forth. Sometimes it's Melissa, sometimes it mom, it's mom. It just, it really varies. But to everybody else on the outside world, I am his mom to him. Totally. And I think too, like, like I said before, like for them to feel comfortable enough to do that with us is huge. It just shows a bond that we've created. And it's fun. Cause like, I know we both already know each other's stories, but it's always fun to like revisit again. Cause I remember like you texting me about that trip and that happening and that whole thing. And it's kind of like a monumental moment, but at the same time, you don't want to take away from the bio mom either. Right. But if you have that relationship with that child, and if you're comfortable with being called that, then there's no reason for you to ignore it. If you're not comfortable with that, by all means, say no and explain why to the child that you don't want to do that. But if you are comfortable with it and the child's comfortable with it, I don't think there's any reason to disengage it in any way. Right. And what I think is interesting about both of our stories is that we were both with other people. Like you guys were with, um, you know, your brother-in-law and sister-in-law and, and their son who he is close with. So he, he probably hears his cousin referring mom, 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 but totally. then he is here calling you Shay, Shay, Shay. And when we were on our quiet trip, we were with um, some of our other friends who were trying to figure out when they'll be on, but hopefully they'll be on soon. Um, Cause they, they have a really um, good insight and perspective into all this as well. Um, we were with them and their son was calling, um, who is his dad now, dad, and O knows the situation between that. So I think O seeing his friend 
call someone dad who isn't his biological dad triggered some of that in him like okay this is his dad because he has been in his life this whole time and takes care of him and that's what Melissa does and I think both of the boys being with other kids who are using those terms again to the inclusivity you know they want to feel included they want to feel like we are a family unit and what other way do you do that by saying mom and dad Totally. I, I a thousand percent agree with that. Like they take a lot into consideration in their, with their surroundings. And I think another thing too, I remember like some, some friends and like coworkers or and people I know always ask me like, what do you want him to call you mom one day? Are you going to have him call you mom one day? Like, I remember that always being a question even before like Dave and I had got engaged. And my answer was always, if he feels comfortable enough doing that, that's fine. I'm not going to dismiss it in any way. Um, I always said if, if it was to happen, I always thought it would be after Dave and I have our own kids because he'd want to feel included. And it started, it ended up happening before that. And that's fine too. But I do remember like people always asking me that question, which I always thought was a weird question to ask because it's not anything I would ever force. Like that shouldn't be something to force or be like, well, I'm your stepmom. You have to call me mom now. Like, no, that's, that's not how it should be. So I always thought that was weird. People would always ask me that. I completely agree. And it's like, um, whenever you ask a couple who's newly married, when are you having kids? When are you having kids? When you, it's none of your business. Like you yeah. don't put pressure on these things. And just like the question of, Oh, what are you going to have him or her call you? Um, I don't know, whatever they want to call me, like whatever we're comfortable with. And we work out together, they can come up with some crazy nickname for me. And totally. that would advice as well. You know, it's really up to the child when they decide they want to call you, you know, mom or dad or, or another name. Um, just like with the grandparents. And we talked about that in, in the last episode, like it's just not something that you put pressure on and something you don't force just like you don't pressure and force people who just got married when are you having kids which I mean it's done all the time but I think a lot of people can relate to that as well like it's frustrating it's just not something you need to be consumed with totally I agree and it happens and when the time is right just like with calling mom or dad or again any other name how he really started like exploring it with the dogs you know he wasn't calling you mom or mommy directly but he was get he was putting his feelers out. Yes. You know, seeing how it rolled off his tongue, seeing how it felt using mom and mommy like in your household, right? By you know, like living through the dogs with it. Totally. I agree. And I think that has a lot to do with too with eventually having siblings because he'd have to refer to me as mom to the siblings as well. And that's why I kind of think a lot of it ties in with the saying it with the dogs doing it when we're with family, talking about him being a big brother and then being my kids, like it all kind of ties in together. And I think he was making the connection with it all and wanting to feel included and figuring out a way how to make himself feel included, even though there was no way we weren't going to make him feel included. You know, Dave and myself would never make him feel unincluded. Like we have conversations all the time now about when we do have kids, like, how do we do holidays now? Like, how do we do this? Like, we don't ever want him to feel excluded. And we don't want our kids to always feel like they have to wait for E to be here. So it's like, that's a whole other discussion we can have one day too. And trying to figure that dynamic out because at the end of the day, we want him to feel included because he is our family. He is my child. He is obviously Dave's child, you know, like he's going to be part of that no matter what. 
And I think he was starting to kind of figure that out too, by using the dogs as a situation. And then, like you said, being around our family and being comfortable enough to do that in front of our family and not just like a one-on-one moment too. Yeah, we, I mean, in kindergarten, we started noticing him as we touched on it before a few episodes ago when they were learning about family trees. And when I would come into school, he would address me as mom to his classmates. Um, But his interest continued to grow, especially when we got our puppy. so we had a dog, well, we still do, we have our dog Zorro and uh, would, you know, say, oh, go get mom, go get your dog, mom. Go, let's go get our dog, mom. Speaking of Speaking dog, of. <laughs> growling right now. <laughs> so he would explore that, you know, with Zorro, like, okay, let's go get our dog, mom. Let's go get our dog, mom. And he would say our, like collectively for him and Zorro. And then when we brought home our puppy, um, we really explored more of our family dynamic um, because I would say, oh my gosh, I have, I have two dogs. Like I'm a double dog mom. And, and then O would be like, and you're a human mom referring to himself. So I was like, yes, that's right. I am a mom of three now. This is so crazy. And this was all before our Kauai trip. Um, It was the same year, but we got our puppy Rosie in May and we went to Kauai um, towards the end of summer um, in August. So there were plenty of times where I was, you know, referring to Rosie as like my baby, like, oh, it's baby Rosie. Let's get real. Like I still refer to her as baby Rosie, (laughs) (laughs) but using that, I think created like more interest in it too. And then Oh, decided he was going to be my third puppy. So I had three puppies now. It wasn't just two dogs and a human. I had three puppies. And so then, you know, he would ask like, well, okay, you say that you're Rosie's mom and dad is Rosie's dad and I'm her dog brother. But what does that mean her, her mom and dad are? And I was like, well, they're still her mom and dad, right? Like, obviously, dad and I did not make a dog. (laughs) That's obviously not how it worked. Yeah, exactly. Um, But we're her family. So that's why I am now her mom. Dad is now her dad. And you're now her brother. And Zorro is her brother. You know, we are her family. And her, her biological dog parents, you know, they, they made her. And when it was time for, for Rosie to find a family, she came home with us. And I think that like resonated with him. That family is who takes care of you, who is there to support you, who is really there for you. And with Colby having sole custody, like that translated for him a lot. Absolutely. I am not your biological mom, but I am the one here that's present with you pretty much all year and the one doing school and everything. So yes, like in a, like I am your mom in that sense, but I never had to say it for him. These were all yeah. conclusions that like he had drawn for himself that he would voice to us. And at that point you would just validate it. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what families do do. Yes. That's the type of family we are to our dogs too. And I'm not saying like relating this to like him being a dog or anything, but it, I think it helped. And helped. Having the dogs, I think, helped 
picture. Yeah, I think the, having the dogs for both E and O helped them connect it all together. Yeah. And, you know, at, at their age, and since they're both the same age, they're going through a lot of the same things. Uh, and well, you and I are experiencing a lot of the same things such as this. And they're, they're also trying to figure out their place in the dynamic too, because they don't have a typical family dynamic than 90% of their friends do at school. Or, you know, like your friends in the neighborhood or our friends in the neighborhood or just family friends that we have too. Like there's no one else really out there. Like he has um, Vanessa who was just on, he, like her daughter is obviously in the same situation, but when they first met, that wasn't the case. Um, But, you know, they're trying to figure out where they connect with us, but then also where they connect and can relate to their friends, how the whole family situation works too because they are aware that their situation is different than most of their friends. Right. And I think it's important for them to realize, I think it helps them realize that family doesn't have to be blood, you know, just because you share blood doesn't mean that you're family and that you, you do those things and that's okay. Totally. I agree. I to- I completely agree. Yeah. And, and to your point with the blood and the family, it kind of goes back to like what we talked about in that one school episode too. Like everybody has different families. Everybody's family life is different. Yes. 90% is the typical mom and dad at home, married life, um, traditional family, but there is a lot of other kids out there that have grandparents that raise them or an aunt and uncle that raises them or whatever it may be. And they may be trying to explore that option like ENO, like I had um, a cousin that unfortunately, I'm not gonna go into her story, but couldn't take care of, of her daughter. And so my uncle, her grandfather was raising her. And there was a moment where she kept calling, she would go between Papa and dad, and she would trade off kind of like with us with the mom and Melissa or mom and Shay, and she would kind of trade off because she was trying to figure out where she fit in too, especially with her friends, like my grand, my grandpa, my uncle would always talk about being the one dad out of 20 moms at the school, you know, but he's not even the dad, he's the grandpa. And, you know, as a child, that can be even more confusing when you see all your friends with their moms and dads, and then you got grandpa, but he is dad because he's doing the dad thing. So they're just trying to figure out where they fit in with you, along with fitting in, in society and life in general, too. Yeah, and it can't be stressed enough that it can't be forced. And because Shay and I are talking about our dogs kind of helping solidify how the boys were thinking and, you know, they were, they were really like seeking concreteness, like in their thoughts of this, you know, and just because that's something that worked for us, like might not work for someone else. So don't sit here thinking like, oh, well, we have pets and we have dogs. So maybe this will help, you know, my stepchild, like understand this a little more, like don't, don't force it let them come on their own, on their own time, their own terms when they really had a chance to process it. Because I can tell with him, like when he is ready to actually vocalize what he's saying as compared to when he's just like talking and trying to figure it out. Totally. Um, and, and it's not something that can be rushed or pressured and just enjoy it for whenever that moment comes. And if that moment doesn't come, like that's okay too. Totally. And that, and that's totally Okay. Because I think that they, they know who you are deep down, no matter if they call you mom or not. Like, they know how much you're there for them. They know how much you do for them. And as they get older, they're only going to see that more and more. So if it doesn't happen for you, that's okay. Like I said before, Melissa and I never forced this. We never asked for this. If it was something that happened, then great. 
And if he was to stop calling me mom all of a sudden, I'd be fine with that too. But it just is, it, it is a reflection of your bond, but at the same time, don't force that bond and let that bond grow naturally. And if it doesn't come, that's okay. That doesn't mean your bond isn't there. I'm sure you have a strong bond as it is no matter what. Right. And I also think it's important to, um, you know, you don't know what they're getting on the other side. You know, they could have their biological mom or dad say, Hey, don't call, don't ever call your stepdad, dad. He's not your dad. Or don't ever call your, your stepmom mom, because she's not your mom. Like we, we actually had to deal with that at one point. Um, and you don't know what they're dealing with when conversations are happening with the biological parent and you're not there. Totally. Um, I was lucky and I, I figured it out um, because he told me, you know, I was at work and I came home from work and um, Colby had texted me to warn me like, Hey, just so you know, I was, I was upset. Like he's not mad. Like he's just ha- having a hard, hard afternoon. It's like, okay. So I come home and I open the door and he immediately hugs me and starts crying. And I'm like, what's wrong? Do you have a rough day at school? Cause this is like pre COVID. This is yeah. actually last January. Um, so it was after school and was like, did something happen at school? Like what's wrong? And he like pulls away. And he like has tears in his eyes. And he was like, she said, you're not my mom. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, what, what happened? You know, like I can, I can see you're really upset and I understand why you're upset, but, but what happened? And he was like, I don't know. She just called you the S word and said, you're not my mom, but you are my mom because you're, you're the mom who takes care of me. And so he was like defending how he was feeling totally because he got shut down from her. And that to this day is still with him and really upsets him. Totally. Um, And I think that's unfair too. Like I, I get where, you know, bio mom is coming from, but at the same time, if you are a bio mom dealing with this, if that's what your child feels comfortable calling both of you, mom, then let it be. There's no point in telling them, no, that's not true because you're really just going to damage that child even more because in fact you're just going to confuse them more because they feel a certain way and that's you telling them they can't feel that way. And that's just going to hurt it all in the end. Right. And that quite frankly is what is happening. Um, I think it has definitely severed them. Um, yeah. Because there's been less interest on his behalf. with totally. that And, you know, for me, I just had to sit there and be like, wow, okay. Like, you know, you know how you feel and that's what's important. That's what matters. So if you feel like I'm a mom to you and your mom, then I, those are your feelings to have. Totally. And he, he just seemed like so relieved and Colby was there and we were both just talking to him about it. And we were thanking him. Like, thank you so much for, for telling us that, you know, Colby overheard it. So Colby listened to it actually happening. Um, and Colby, you know, got to, you know, calm him down a little bit before I came home. But then as soon as I came home, he just lost it. Like he was so hurt. Yeah. That. And, you know, I had to say to him, like, look, I don't care what, you know, she thinks like that. Those are her feelings. Those are, her, that's what she wants to think. Those are her feelings. You and know? she's entitled to those feelings and there's nothing wrong with that. Those. But you're also entitled to your feelings. So if you want mm-hmm. to continue calling me this, that is okay. This is on you. 
And I think Colby and I just re-solidifying, like you can call whoever you want, whatever you want. Yeah. Because it is about your bond, what you view them as, not what someone is trying to tell you to do. Totally. And by no means with me sharing and disclosing this, like I'm not trying to, you know, drag her through the mud with this. I'm just giving an example of like, you don't know what they're dealing with. It's true. And I like, think you handled it. Child is dealing with, like, I'm really lucky that Colby was there to overhear it and that, he, you know, oh, confided in me and, and just told me immediately. But, you know, in a situation like yours, Jay, for example, when you guys have 50 50, you have no idea mm-hmm. what is being said over there about you. It's true. You have no idea how E is feeling about it. So to your point, you know, like if they all of a sudden stop calling you mom or dad, you need to sit and think, okay, it's probably nothing I did. Like who knows what someone is saying to them to make them feel a certain way. Yes. And that's really important to remember. Like you don't know what's going on with that. Totally. But it's not, I I completely agree. And I think the way you handled your situation was perfect. I'd, I'd handle it the exact same way. But I do think like, like what you just brought up with me, if he was to stop doing it suddenly, like, it's not something I'm going to bring up to him. Like, Hey, right. why did you stop calling me mom? You know, like that's just going to make it even worse. Regard whatever he's feeling. If, if there is a reason he stops, I'll wait till he, for him to come talk to me and tell me why it's not something for me to go fishing and be like, well, you call me mom once. Why won't you do it again? Or you call me mom 20 times. And now you stop like, that's not a discussion that needs to be had unless he comes to me saying, Hey, I can't do this anymore because blah, blah, blah. If he wants to ever do that. Right. Because you want to be that safe space for them and you can't be a safe space if you're asking and, well, you used to call me dad. You used to call me mom. What's happening now? Like, no, you need to let them come to you. Um, If they even decide to come to you, they might not. And after a week or however long, they might start calling you that again. Um, It's just something to be mindful of because you don't know what, what someone else is putting in their ear, causing them to have these conflicted feelings. Totally. And it it could be anyone in the ear. It could be on the other side, the other parent, it could be teachers, it could be grandparents, it could be friends. Like you don't know what's going on, especially in a situation like us where we have 50, 50. So he sees a lot of other people or even like you, Melissa, with him going off to school, you don't know what's being said there. So I think it's very important that you just take it lightly. You take it slow. And again, we've said this a million times, don't force it. If it happens, great. And then it goes away. Don't force it again. Just let everything be authentic. That's like the biggest thing I can really give on this subject is just let it all be authentic and grow naturally. Perfect. I, I don't have anything to add with that. That's, you hit it right on the head. Well, thanks for listening to this episode, guys. We hope you kind of got an insight on our lives as moms and why the boys call us mom. And if you are struggling with that uh, situation, send us an email. Maybe we can try and help. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye.